0: This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast and find out about events and training in your area.
1: Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm a member of the team here at Parenting for Faith. And we are in our final week of crisis schooling, emergency schooling, home learning, whatever you've been calling it. Um, I just want to give high fives and hugs all around to everyone. They have been out of school a long time. We've just had like an extra summer holiday again. Um, And we love our kids. It's wonderful. But most of us have not planned our lives. So we have lots of extra time uh, to educate them as well. So just wanted to say well done to everyone. And um, yeah high fives all round we are having a little bit of a celebration in the parenting for faith team this week uh, because the cliff college certificate in parenting for faith officially launched yesterday so if you've ever thought uh, this parenting for faith stuff is really interesting i would like to go a lot deeper i really want to understand what it's about i want to help other people in my church and community Well, now you can Um, and you can uh, do it self paced and just do your own learning um, or you can write an essay, an assignment at the end and get a qualification as part of it. So if you go to our website, parentingforfaith.org forward slash certificate or search for Cliff College Certificate Parenting for Faith that will pop up. And we have a load of people registered already, which is amazing, given that it only went live yesterday. Uh, So do check that out for yourself or pass on to someone who might be interested. Uh, What are we gonna be finding out today? I'm gonna chat a little bit about um, God's generosity and what I've been learning about that. Uh, Rachel is going to answer a question about sibling envy and siblings uh, catching from God in different ways. And help in that situation. And then for our wildcard section, uh, Becky interviews Mark Arnold uh, on additional needs and lockdown, and he is just such a wise and brilliant person on that whole area, so we've got some of his thoughts. So back to God's generosity. You know how sometimes it feels like God is really highlighting something to you? I don't know if I'm just a slow learner, but... The way that God often speaks to me, the way that I often catch from him is that lots of things happen in different ways at the same time. Either lots of people give me a similar picture or something pops up in a sermon on Sunday and then a friend says it and then I notice it somewhere else. Um, There's a name for that effect, isn't it? Where you don't notice something and then suddenly there's loads all at once. And the thing that I feel like God has been chatting to me about recently has been his generosity and how I can learn about that, but also how I can help my children understand it too. Now we have one of our key tools in Parenting for Faith is called unwinding wrong views of God. And it's just about spotting where there's a little bit of an imbalance in our children's understanding of who God is and what he does and redressing it. And I feel like um, there's been one of those going on in our household recently. So I just thought I'd share what that's been like for me. It may well be something totally different in your household. You might be learning about God's mercy or his kindness or his justice um, or the big picture of the Bible. There could be all sorts of things, but as I say, the thing for us at the moment has been God's generosity. So I just thought I'd share. Now I've been very cautious, I think, of talking about God giving us stuff. My children are three and five at the moment and so we're at a stage where fairy godmothers and magical genies and uh, all those sort of things are coming up in stories a lot and they're wonderful and they really enjoy them but I've been a bit concerned I think about them getting confused between those uh, fairy tale characters and god. So we have talked in our household about um how God provides for our needs. And we've seen that in our own situation and in various people around us. Um, but I've probably talked about it more in a sense of, yeah, so Isaiah 58, 11 says, uh, God shall provide all my needs. Um, God gives us our daily bread. He gives us the things that we need. But actually, God is so much more than that. He's a generous God, isn't he? He's a good father who loves to give good gifts to his children and he has been showing off about this recently Um, and we have just had so many things given to us and not things that we need particularly not things that we've asked for just blessings that have turned up on our doorstep or come in the post Um, and you might be thinking great well that's very good for you what what does that mean for me as I say it might be something different um that God is speaking to your family about at the moment but it really made me think about the need to create windows and to frame for my children being a good receiver showing gratitude because that shows that the giver is good and thanking God and not being embarrassed about sharing those stories and talking about what's happened so let me give you a couple of examples um we had uh we'd had a really long day various things had happened and uh my husband and i hadn't managed to have any food and the kids had gone to bed and i was doing the kind of rummage around in the back of the fridge and the larder thinking hmm, what can i make that's vaguely appetizing I was just really tired um and this thought just popped into my mind of i'd really like a pizza now this is unusual for me my husband is a pizza lover he is completely obsessed for me i could take or leave pizza i'm not i'm not that bothered um but i just had this really strong sense of oh the thing i would really like right now is a pizza and not a like cheapo frozen pizza that's been in the back of the freezer for nine months i'd really like a really good pizza and um i was just thinking about this and my husband came in he'd been working late Uh, And I said, this is gonna sound really weird, but um, I really, I really fancy a pizza. And I just wonder uh, if we've got some ingredients. So I'd started getting some stuff together because there was no frozen pizza, um, kind of what the options are. And at that moment, we both received a text from someone we know, but not super well, and we hadn't been in contact with much in lockdown. And it said, I hope this is okay, but God just told me to order you a pizza. It will be arriving at your door any moment. And then the doorbell rang and there was a pizza delivery guy with a pizza um our absolute favorite which this person could not have known um and i was so overwhelmed and it sounds so silly doesn't it i'm kind of um i was almost embarrassed to tell that story because we didn't need an, a pizza that's not an essential that's not a a need Um, But it was just such a demonstration of God being generous and showing that he loves to surprise us. He loves to bless us. And I think the lesson for me was to swallow my um, embarrassment at receiving something or uh, just feeling like that wasn't necessary or something that could be asked for. And to share with my children, hey, isn't God amazing? Look at this story that happened. God is a generous God and he loves to surprise us and he loves to bless us with good things. So as I say, it would be different for your family. um, But why not chat to God now and ask him, God, what are you showing me about your character at the moment? What are you teaching me that I can create a window and talk to my children about or show them what's going on? And our kids got to see it firsthand as well. As I say, this was not a one off. We've had about 10 things um, just pop through the door. And just to put a little bit of framing around that and say, wow, this person listened to God um, and sent something, not because we needed it, but just to bless us and encourage us and help us. Isn't he amazing? Thank you so much for sending in your questions. We love to hear them. This week, we have a question about sibling envy of listening to God. I'm going to hand over to Rachel to answer.
2: Welcome to the question and answer section. My name is Rachel Turner. And uh, today we're answering a question about sibling envy, I guess on the face of it, uh, but really about how we help our different kids go on their different journeys of communicating with God. Um, so one of our listeners uh, wrote in and wrote us a very kind email that sort of explained her situation rather than read the whole thing. I think I'm just going to summarize it. Uh, but she was describing how, you know, she was doing chatting and catching with God uh, together with her kids. And uh, that is, if you don't know about that, it's just about helping your kids authentically chat to God in their own voice, in their own way, and facilitating them c- Catching God's communications back because we know that God promises that He is communicating with our children. And one of her children was just flourishing in it, really finding great God connection in it and really uh, enjoying it. And another one of her children was really struggling in it and, and finding it really hard. And that created an, a tension between them that, you know, one of her children was like, this isn't working for me. And the other one is like, this is, you know, everything. I love spending time with God and, and doing this. And she was saying, how do I, how do I help my kids when, when one of them is struggling and the other one isn't? And actually there's creating a bit of a jealousy around it. And I thought it was really important that we talk about these things because catching isn't an activity to be successful or to fail at. It is a lifelong journey of learning how you and God communicate to each other best. And so the tools of chatting and catching that you can go into more on the website, and you know there's entire chapters on it in the book, and there's loads of videos and articles on it on the website if you want to explore that more of how to help kids you know, catch God's communication for themselves, is all a part of helping our kids go on their individual journeys with God. And what I find sometimes is is you can coach your individual children in their next steps in catching from God, and if they're struggling to communicate to God about how they feel about it and to relax and find a new way, but there is this dynamic between them if they're doing it. And so um, what I would suggest is that you remove, first of all, that side-by-side pressure. When we do chatting and catching, you know, together in a community environment, it can feel um, to some children who are predisposed to feel that, that there's a pressure to perform. And uh, that communal experience sometimes feels like that. And so one of the things I would suggest is that you separate when you do those times. So it could be that, you know, as you put down one kid, you do your catching with then, and then you go into the other kid and you do catching then at that point. Or you say, you know, we don't have to do it at bedtime or any time. This is just something that life happens as we go through life. God is communicating with us and you can perceive it. And so you take away that side by side pressure of having to do it at the same time, because it really is about individuals going on their journey. So you remove that moment where one person is struggling and the other person is like, wow, thank you, God. Uh, when you remove that side-by-sideness, then it really becomes about an individual communication rather than any sort of pressure of it feeling like someone else is. The other thing I suggest is you create windows into your life of when you are have struggled to find where God's communications are in your life. Because sometimes that happens too sometimes you've been on your life journey and you've struggled to catch from God or you found it to be a bit quiet or you've just struggled to still your heart in that way and that's okay and you can tell the stories of when it happened and how you felt about it and how you got out of it or that you may be in that season too right now and that's okay because this is how you set your heart to think about it or to feel about it and find your next step so that your child doesn't feel alone, but that most of us go through a season of feeling that and and how we came out can be a really helpful communication uh, for them to see into your life of what you do then but also i would suggest you reduce the feedback pressure sometimes when we're helping our kids catch from god we we then are big on the debrief you know what was god you know sharing with you how do you feel about that and and sort of going alongside that journey and sometimes our kids just need to be released to to have that individual thing and we're here to help if they're if they need it rather than us feeling like we need to be part of it the whole time there's this whole thing about not being the high priest of of taking that step back and saying you know god communicates with you and you know i like writing down god's communications to me or if i'm struggling with it i you know talk to my friend and say i'm not sure what god's saying here but i'm here to help you process if and how you want to process that Um, but this really is about your own thing and you know it may not it may not look like anybody else's, it won't look like your sister's, it won't look like mine, it'll look like yours, and to almost validate that kind of communication that looks different. I know many people who, you know, never get pictures from God or or never, you know, feel a tangible presence of him there, but they just love reading scripture and and having that confirmation of, oh, isn't that interesting? And it's like their brain latches onto something, their heart grabs onto scripture, which is a beautiful way of God's communication to us, where other people, you know, love watching movies with God and and just really go, oh, gosh, this is how you are, God, And, and to expand the possibilities. So it's not just when we ask God a question at bedtime, can you or can you not accurately feel like what he's saying? But actually, you're saying God is communicating all the time. And so you'll find it. Sometimes you find you connect with God better in nature. Sometimes you find it after you're listening to worship music. Sometimes you find it when you're reading scripture, when you're talking to a friend or when you're at church and you've had time to sit and make your heart peaceful. What does it look like for you? And you're coaching kids on a journey of connection rather than making it an event or a side-by-side experience that they can feel like they can succeed or fail at. So have a go. Sep, you know, have, Give them separate times. Encourage the individual expression of it. Create windows into your own life of what it is. Encourage them to talk to God about their frustrations with it and uh, reduce any feedback pressure so that your child doesn't feel like it's something they're performing for you but instead that you just want to enable them to feel like they can free flow chat
1: back and forth with God for our wild card section today Becky interviews Mark Arnold the additional needs blog father all about the experience of parenting a child with additional needs in lockdown and what we can learn from him let's hear from Mark now
3: I'm with Mark Arnold from uh, the Urban Saints Additional Needs Ministry Director but he's also known as the Additional Needs Blog Father. So Mark it's uh, currently lockdown number 3 and church is tough. It's uh you know some some people have got it now some people haven't. I think you know we we've seen lots here at Parenting Faith about how hard it can be to get children or young people to engage with online church and things so I was, I was going to ask you um what's it been like for families with additional needs
0: yeah thanks Becky and hello everyone and uh yeah if uh, Uh, We're in lockdown three at the moment. If you're listening back on this during lockdown 47, then keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, lots of uh, work being done to explore what lockdown is like for families of children with additional needs and disabilities and all kinds of differing views coming through. Lots of families that are finding lockdown to be great. They're they're, they're really finding it's wonderful because uh, for them and and their family situation and and for their child, uh, trying to get organised to go out each day and, uh, you know, the social interaction and the sensory overload and all those things that can be hard for their child, um, uh, lockdown has uh, sort of taken a lot of that away. They're able to stay at home, they can connect with what they want to online and they're quite happy with that. Now, clearly, there are long-term impacts of, of, of living life in that way, but in the in the shorter term, there are families that uh, are saying, actually, yeah, lockdown's okay for us. For a lot of families, though, lockdown uh, is really hard. Uh, they uh, th- there was a, a bit of research done uh, by the Disabled Children's Partnership, and we we've had some input into that. And what they Uh, found is that in a lot of cases uh, much of the support that families relied on uh, has either reduced significantly or has stopped entirely and that includes things like uh, respite support Uh, it includes things uh, like therapies and and treatments and and various sort of inputs into the welfare and well-being of of their child Uh, it's yeah, even including things like uh, getting uh, a formal diagnosis for their child and so there are lots yeah. of families that are in a bit of a limbo of not having that diagnosis in place not knowing when that's going to happen knowing that there are some um, some things that are different about their child but but not really knowing what and therefore aren't able to access uh, the, the support that they need to, uh, to to get the help that they so badly require and and so there are lots of families that are struggling with all that. And what the Disabled Children's Partnership also showed was that, whether it's parents, whether it's siblings, whether it's the disabled children themselves, uh, they are struggling uh, with their physical health, with their mental health. Uh, it's it's hard, and and all this for families that are perhaps a little more used to being isolated and being marginalised than. Um, than other families might be and so you know in, in, even with that experience they're still finding uh, that life is hard
3: so I guess churches are responding all churches seem to be responding differently and some, you know so what might encouragement might you want to give to a parent about church and, and not being able to access it or how they could access it in a different way maybe
0: yeah, I think there are, again, you know, some of the stuff that we did through the Additional Needs Alliance, uh, asking families what their views of, of church has been during lockdown. Uh, some, some responding really positively and saying that church has uh, delivered for them, has been in individual contact with them, has tailored things to the needs of their children, have... Dropped round resources and left on the doorstep things for for their children to do. Lots of good stuff. Uh, the, you know, the opposite of that also has been the case where families have felt that church really hasn't done anything for them. Uh, what can families themselves do? Well, there there are resources out there that families can tap into uh, that can be really helpful. Uh, websites like Aslan uh, and You Belong. Uh, which uh, are full of resources uh, dedicated to to spiritually developing and supporting children and young people with additional needs and disabilities. So having a look at some of that content uh, can be really good. Tapping into the Additional Needs Alliance um, Facebook group, if you search for Additional Needs Alliance, you'll find us there. Uh, lots of families that are on the same kind of journey and uh, sharing what they're doing and connecting in with events that are being uh, posted up on there could could be really good. But also, uh, if families know other families that are on a similar journey to them, maybe have a, a child or children with additional needs, uh, you know, a similar sort of age or with similar kinds of uh, additional needs, then maybe connecting with them too. Uh, and uh, arranging some kind of you know, online gathering where they can chat, where they could do some activities together, where they could just socialise a bit at a time that works for them. Because, yeah, as you said earlier, sometimes getting everybody together and getting uh, either online or when buildings open in a building for 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning is hard. Um, and I think one, one sort of thought just to wrap that up would be that if... We get to the end of the day and, you know, we've not had any sort of spiritual input for our children. And, uh, you know, it's just been a really tough day. Sometimes getting to the end of the day without anybody getting lost or killed is a win. It's, you know, just celebrate that you've made it through another day uh, and think about, yeah, maybe doing something tomorrow. Don't beat yourself up if you if you miss something that particular day or that particular week um but uh look for the next opportunity and see what that might be like
3: you mentioned the additional needs alliance now I, i'm a member of your facebook group and um it seems to me that it's it's a place that's a rich source of resources and advice
0: and events and things but it's also a place where you can just say help isn't it it is uh you know there's over two and a half thousand of us uh, that connect in with the group and That's lots of parents, uh, lots of children's and families workers, all kinds of folk that are on that journey, all with a heart for children and young people with additional needs and disabilities. And, yeah, some folk will, will offer resources. Some folk will say, hey, I'm putting this thing on, if you want to connect in with it. Some will say, I've just had the worst day and it's all gone wrong. Help anybody out there that could offer me some ideas something i could do with my child or to help my child and every time that happens there will be a bunch of uh, uh, of other family members uh, parents who will come up with suggestions and ideas and and it's great it's a community that cares about each other and supports each other and and so even when everything is all turning to to rubbish uh, there will be folk out there that get it that understand what you're going through, that have been through it themselves and can offer the benefit of of their their love and support, but also some practical ideas too. Thank you so much, Mark.
1: And as usual, we have a question to ask your child or teenager to spark an interesting conversation. Oh, my little home learner's coming, I think. Do you want to ask the question? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What's the best surprise that God has ever given you? What is the best surprise that God has ever surprised you with?
0: Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.